Real Church Matters, episode 29. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... Eswina Allen. And we're Real Church Matters. And we talk Real Church Matters because Real Real Church Church Matters. matters. So jumping right into the housekeeping. Well, before I do, how are you, Antoinette? I am good. You're good? It's been a long Sunday, but I'm good. It was a long Sunday? Yeah. It was a a long Sunday. (laughs) It was one of those Sundays. One of those Sundays. Yeah, but you know, when you have one of those days and they say that's the best day to go to the gym, one of those Sundays is the best day to keep going and keep listening and keep... Talking about the Word. Talking about the Word because that's what it's all about, right? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. no matter how long the Sunday, God is expecting us to have long suffering. <laughs> so, with that being said, housekeeping. Yes. Realchurchmatters.com. That is the hub now. You can go there and it'll direct you to everything. If you're interested in listening to it on the website, that's great. There's also links to listen to it on iTunes or SoundCloud. There's uh, links to give via Patreon. We're going to get to that in a second. There's also links to go to... Go do likewise. Um, you can go to go do likewise.com um, and you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at go do likewise. I keep saying I'm going to write a guest article. Yeah, you, uh, I, need, I need that. But then I dry. finished up the website and realized... <laughs> Post it on your own. I'm a writer for <laughs> Real Church Matters. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little rivalry going Yeah. On. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can catch up with you. I think I can You definitely up. could in a blink of an eye. But whenever you do write, mm-hmm. it's very helpful and beneficial. And I, I never cease to hear people talking about it. So hopefully something's coming soon. Mm-hmm. With that being said, for those who have given via Patreon, we thank you so much. Appreciate it. For those who are interested in it or didn't even know about it, you can go to patreon.com forward slash real church matters and you can click become a patron and you can donate as low as a dollar a month and any amount would you know be great to support this effort yeah. i saw some of your mock-ups for the t-shirts so they're looking great yeah so for those of you who uh give ten dollars or more you're going to get a real church matters t-shirt for those of you who give ten dollars or less and for those who give ten dollars or more we're going to be releasing some exclusive content called A Little More Matters. Yes. Uh, you'll get a little bit more of us. You'll get a little bit more of a conversation about the word um, and some interesting topics that kind of build off of the platform that we've created here. Exclusively to those who decided that they wanted to give something in support. Yep. We, we thank it. you. So it's always obedience over audience. But since we got an audience... Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Episode 29 is going to be about believing in the testimony of Christ. And I was reading and, you know, I shared it with with you, Antoinette, and I just was realizing that when you talk to so many people, at the end of the day, what you realize is that people aren't believing what God said. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. It's hard for me sometimes to believe the thing that you can't see, to believe the thing that uh, you don't necessarily understand, to believe things that you haven't even experienced or 
Um, or you've seen other people experience it and you saw the way they turned out. Right. It, it, it's just there's so much going on that makes it hard for us to just believe words. Yes. But I think when I was thinking about that and then I was reading these scriptures about testimony, I realized that all we have is words. So you're going to either have to get used to it or you'll never believe. All you'll ever have is words. You know? Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so powerful about a testimony. When you think about it, a testimony is evidence or proof provided by the existence or the appearance of something. It's a witness, evidence, or reputation. Yep. So when you're in a courtroom and someone gets up to testify, the jury is... is is in a position where they have to either believe or not believe what's being said. Mm -hmm. And for us, we're in that same situation. We're in the court of our opinion. Every day. Every day of our lives. Mm -hmm. And Christ has spoken a testimony. He's spoken words, just words. There's no physical evidence in this courtroom. He's just spoken words, and he's hoping that we will take him at his word, mm-hmm. that we will believe his testimony and render a verdict based on what he said as true in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. It but is. We, we, we're going to talk about that today because, you know, I'm, I'm perplexed about it. I'm, I constantly am talking to people, and I'm I'm hearing what they're saying. I'm hearing how they're reacting to their lives. And I'm realizing that, man, we are really having a hard time taking Christ at his word. Yeah. Taking the word at its word. Taking God at his word. We expect the word to be true, but we aren't true to the word. Yeah. You even think about church while they added a testimony service and stuff like that. It's like because they want you to hear the evidence of God and try to get you into, you know, believing this thing. Yeah. And that evidence is never anything more than words. Nope. It's never anything more than words. I, I I wish it was more. You know, I there's a scripture that says no one, Jesus said no one has seen God but the Son. I wish, I wish that was different. I wish we all saw God. I wish the whole world saw him and then we can just have one religion and we can all believe the same God. Everybody else can just be quiet about their God. They'd be like, you know what? The, <laughs> we saw him. We like, saw we got him. it on video and everything. We got him. That's God. <laughs> right. Yo, like, okay, everybody, one religion. No, it's not like that. No. He's expecting us to move without substantial evidence. Mm-hmm. But he's expecting us to just take him at his word. It's like in the courtroom. Yep. So let's look at it. First John chapter 5, verse 9 through 12. He says, if we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. And that, that part of the scripture alone is, is really our issue, Antoinette. Mm-hmm. We, we receive the testimony of men. We listen to men. We are more apt to take what they're saying. Always. Because... We can see them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? We, we're more apt to take what they're saying because it identifies with our humanity. 
or even when we're we're quick to take someone's advice or or anything like that just because it's something we can understand it's and tangible. picture it's tangible it's understandable yeah. i can and, see how my life could be like that right in multiple ways right. but it's always something tangible versus whether, operating out of faith where you don't know how it's going to turn exactly. out exactly it's like he says you if you receive the testimony of men if you listen to men if you take their word how much more should you take the word of God? Because his testimony is greater. Mm-hmm. What he speaks is greater than anything anybody could ever tell me. It's greater than anything anybody could ever show me. It's greater than any of that. But I'm still in a position where I find myself believing men over God. He said, for this is the testimony of God that he was born concerning his son that he has born concerning his son. That means that God was speaking about Christ to legitimize him, mm-hmm. to make people believe in him. Mm-hmm. He was speaking through his son. He said not even through his son, also through John the Baptist. These people were coming to lay the groundwork. They were all they had to prove it was words. Mm-hmm. It says that John the Baptist didn't even uh, perform a miracle. But he spoke just about Jesus. And he said many believed. Just because they... Yeah, I just think it's interesting, like, the power of the mind. Like, because words are only words because they mean something in our brains. So it's like that whole that whole concept of that is just powerful. Yeah, it's... Changing a person's mind can really just change everything. If you everything. can believe. Yeah. But it's harder for us to believe in just a word. When you talk to people, they just be like, man, I hear you, but it has to be more. I need to see it. When you hear, you see people come into church and then they leave church. They was they, they wanted to see something. Yeah. They, they wanted want to, to witness hear something. Yeah. I'm tired of sitting in front of pastors and listening for 45 minutes to an hour. I'm tired of hearing talking and then going home and seeing problems. Yep. I'm tired of hearing talking and then going home and feeling less than. Yeah. Or the same way I came in. The same <laughs> way I came in or overwhelmed or confused or frustrated or scared or full of anxiety or panicked. These things don't change unless you take God at his word. Sorry. Everybody wants to see the evidence. Nobody wants to hear the testimony. Yep. Show me the proof. Not realizing the proof is the word. It is. I know it's hard for people to grasp that, but we have to get to that point. He says, whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe in God has made him a liar. He's talking about him as the person, like in himself, or God? Talk about making God the liar. Mm. We have made him the liar. Is God a liar? No, the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. But is he a liar to you? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's basic like how you teach your kids. If you say something that isn't true within yourself, like if I say I believe in God, but I don't believe it when I'm supposed to, that yeah. makes it's, it it's, a lie. It's like uh, it's some, your mother may say something, and then you, you go ahead and do it anyway. She's like, what am I, a liar? Mm-hmm. You didn't believe me? Right. Oh, no, I believed you. No, you didn't because you you did it anyway. anyway. That's how we are. 
the, the word is telling us things. It's telling us to, to trust in the Lord with all our heart, lean not to our own understanding. It's telling us to be anxious for nothing. It's telling us to love one another. It's telling us that wisdom is focusing on spiritual things and not earthly things. It's telling us to deny ourselves, to take up our crosses daily and follow him. It's telling us these things. Yet we do barely any of those Yet we do the opposite oftentimes because we don't believe that testimony can bear life. We don't believe that those words can really complete us. And make us whole. We don't. we don't believe that those words are strong enough to render a verdict on. Yep. And what's the verdict? The verdict in your life is every decision you make. Every day we're rendering verdicts in our lives. Mm-hmm. Every day we're making decisions. I was telling somebody yesterday, I said, what makes a person mature is their decisiveness. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for us to move from being immature to that maturation because we refuse to make decisive decisions in our lives because it reveals commitment. It does. And we don't want to— It requires commitment. It requires commitment and Mm -hmm. it exposes commitment. Mm. We don't want to make those decisions in our lives because we don't feel like we have substantial evidence evidence to make it on. It's true. Is this person the person I should be with? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to make the wrong decision. Why are they feeling that way? Because they don't feel like they have undeniable evidence. Now, if, if God showed them the future, mm-hmm. think about that. God showed you the future and you saw what this person would be and what this person would become, you would make a decision like that mm-hmm. definitively. You'd be like, oh, my goodness, that's him. I don't want nothing to do with him. Right. Or the opposite if he ended up. Or the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He he would be there for mm-hmm. me when I'm sick like that. He would care for me like this, that, mm-hmm. and other. I'm going to be with this person. Right. That is not the way we live. We live with zero evidence to be seen. What does the Bible say? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence... Of things not seen. Yep. We live in a, a place and time where evidence is not seen, but believing in the testimony is evidence enough. That's right. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He's saying, will, and, you, will you believe in what I'm saying? And if you believe in it, it's as good as seen evidence. Yeah, because the person that I brought you to witness and to t- tell my t- of my testimony was Jesus. And... He is the expert witness because yeah. he said, I can speak to these things because I have seen God. Yes. You guys haven't. I know God. You guys you guys don't. Mm-hmm. He is the expert witness yep. brought to the stand. What he says is, is, is undeniable proof. Yep. And people are like, well, it's his word against. No, it's God's word against yours. <laughs> That's different than... His word against mine. Mm-hmm. It's God. That's what that's what Jesus is saying here. He's saying the testimony of God is greater. It's greater. It is. It's greater. It's not if it's God's word against yours, God word when. And you talk to people, you text them, you try to explain stuff to them, and they like, I hear what you're saying, but Mark. 
I don't. I just don't see how we don't see that in the language in our way of thinking that that's what we're doing. We're literally calling God a liar when we don't believe what we say we believe. Yeah. That's what we're doing. But why do you feel like that? It doesn't connect in our brains when we're doing it. For the very reason that we have to understand, even if you saw, even if God showed you undeniable evidence, it's not guaranteed that you still make the right decision. Even if his evidence was seen. Mm -hmm. how, how do I know? Because when we're darkening our understanding, it doesn't matter. Sure. No, no different than you got evidence, undeniable evidence in a video of these officers harming people yep. or creating evidence. You got undeniable evidence of that and they still can't get an indictment or prosecution or a, a guilty verdict rendered. Why? Because it's something deeper happening. That's true. That's how we can hear a ton of people. Like we've gone beyond Jesus. Now people have had things that God has done in their life mm -hmm. and they're sharing their testimonies. They're telling you how faithful God is. They're telling you how he never fails. They're telling you how he's able to be depended on. And you'll hear their stories and it still doesn't cause you to believe that he's true. Yeah. In the same way we look and be like, oh my goodness, the evidence was right there. How is this officer not in jail? I'm like, oh, my goodness. The evidence is right there. How are you still thinking that God is a liar? How? When he keeps waking you up every morning. When he, you've made your own decisions. Saw the, the fruit of those decisions. <laughs> and yet the true fruit of those decisions never was met on you. Yep. Times your life has been spared. Times that you've been protected and kept. You put in situations you put yourself. You put in. yourself in. Yeah. Times where you you messed up. You you did what you wanted, and all it brought you was heartache, pain, and anguish. And still, somehow, God has put you in a place where you have another chance. But He's a liar. Says be. He's a liar to us because he has not believed in the testimony of God that he has borne concerning his son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. And this was hard for them to realize. Mm -hmm. This was hard for them to accept that in order for them to have a true relationship with God, they couldn't no longer just do the regular stuff they did as Jews. Right. They had to now believe in Christ. They, they had to submit and follow somebody that they thought they were better than. Right. That he didn't look like the, the king that they wanted. He didn't look like the Christ that they were interested in. Mm -hmm. he, he wasn't. He wasn't the person they, they were willing to accept. And he says, if you can't accept him, then you can't have life. And if you can't accept what he's saying, then the very God you say you worship, you're calling a liar. Yep. That's the reality of it. it John 1, 18, he says, no one has ever seen God but the one and only son who is himself God and is at the father's side has made, 
him known. Mm-hmm. This this is the reality is that no one has seen or experienced or know God like Christ because he also is God. These understandings have to come to us because when we're hearing the word, when we're hearing the word preached, when we're reading the Bible, which is God's word, mm-hmm. when we're hearing from the Holy Spirit, which he says testifies of Christ, mm-hmm. when we're experiencing these aspects of the word of God, we have to take them as true. It's not funny that people be like, yeah, I felt like God was telling me to do something, but I didn't do it. That's not funny. That's not okay. Nor is it a light matter. What you're doing is saying, I I didn't believe in it enough to act on it. Mm -hmm. The evidence wasn't strong enough. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like having never seen anybody walk on water before. These guys see Jesus walk on water. And Peter immediately says, can I come out? Mm-hmm. Jesus bids him to come. Th- that permission was enough for him to act. Mm. Yep. Do you get what I'm saying? He didn't act on testing the water. He acted on the words, what he heard. Mm-hmm. That's our, our lives. Yeah. We have to get out of the fact of trying to test the water before we walk on the water. That's right. We have to act on just the mere permission. Mm. And how many things has God given us permission? Sorry. And people haven't acted on it. How many things <laughs> in our lives? Even the basic things when he say, trust me, for I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That should make you operate in a way in your life where you're dependent on God. Nothing, you know, nothing in this life can tear me down or make me crumble. And he's make get, me have panic attacks. He's given us permission to rest. How come we not resting? Because we're trying to test and make sure it's safe to rest. Yeah. That's not okay. We're just supposed to rest. Why are you resting? Because he said it. Why am I trusting? Because he said it. Mm-hmm. Why am I an overcomer? Because he said it. And I feel like when you say testing the water, I feel like that's what we do when we like flirt with the word but don't really take it in and really believe it. I feel like that's what we're doing. Yeah. You say, you know, all this stuff that you believe, but you don't apply it. And I feel like that's... Everybody wants to try it. it. Yeah. You can't try this. You have to move in this. Yeah. That, that, that's why it says without faith, it's impossible to please God because he's talking and the only response to someone speaking is to believe them. Yeah. That's why he said, taste and see that the Lord is good. You can only see that he's good. There's only one outcome. (laughs) Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? There's only one outcome. If you do your part, there's only one outcome. That's it. That's it. The minute he saw the storm and started to see what the wind blowing, he began to sink. Why? Because he's in a position where he knows the testimony, mm. but he sees evidence. Mm. He sees evidence. He sees evidence. We're looking at the wrong evidence. We're looking at the seen evidence and not the unseen. Amen. <laughs> Our lives have to live according to an unseen evidence. Sir. If we're going by a seen evidence, then we are calling God a liar. Yep. That's the truth of it. 
You know what I mean? I'm talking to everyone that I've ever talked to that had a butt. <laughs> Not an actual physical <laughs> Not butt. Not B-U-T-T. <laughs> but who had a butt at the end of whatever I said. Yep. I'm talking to you. Talking to every person I ever texted and said it's not that simple. Talking to every person I ever engaged with, they told me it's easier for you to say. Mm -hmm. It's easier said than done. No, it's easier obeyed. Simple as that. Like, period, yeah. Some of y'all, you live your lives like a hung jury. You live your lives in a hung jury. That's why your life is a mistrial. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. You, 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 there's no verdict that can be rendered. You don't know whether God's right, whether he's wrong. You don't know whether you're a Christian, whether you're not. You don't know whether you're male, whether you're female. You don't know whether you're up, whether you're down. You don't know whether you're happy, whether you're sad. You don't know what you are because you don't trust the testimony. Yes. So you are a hung jury and there's going to be a mistrial. Yeah, every time. And then, that's why you, when you think of situations you're in every day and you... You know, you're changing. You you wavering in your faith all the time. You're wavering. That's, yeah, that's you're, evidence of it. You imagine like these people who sit in this, these rooms and they're ready to go home. These jurors are ready to go home, and they're like, "Can we just come up with a verdict? <laughs> Is he guilty or not guilty?" And they're just arguing, and they have to come to almost, if not a whole unanimous decision, mm -hmm. has to be agreed upon by all parties. You think your life not that way? Mm -hmm. Yep. Half the things you're doing, you, it is not a unanimous decision in your heart. Nope. Your body saying yes. Your spirit saying no. Jesus. Your friend saying yes. Your God saying no. Jesus. It's not a unanimous decision. Mm -hmm. It's not, but it needs to be so that we can start to actually be decisive individuals that can make an impact in our lives, in our families' lives, in our communities, in our country, in our state, in our world, in our churches. We can't because we're a hung jury. Yes. That's why people love that song, God is intentional. He's intentional. It's like you are supposed to be too. It's <laughs> like you're, you're, you're supposed to be definite in things God told you to do because he told you to do them Amen. and you believe in them. What is a decisive person but a person of intention? What is it a person of intention but a person who has a resolved verdict in their heart? God is not a liar, but he's a liar to you. He said he's not a man that he should lie. He said it's not even possible. Why is this, why is this jury out for, so, for deliberation so long? <laughs> Why? Listen, guys, listen. Mm -mm -mm. Why are y'all deliberating so long? Why are you deliberating about whether you're a Christian? Why are you deliberating whether God can do it? Why are you deliberating whether he can help you in the situations you're in? Why are you seeking individuals who are not expert witnesses? Mm -hmm. Why are you seeking extra testimony from friends and loved ones? Why are you listening to such and such and so and so? Because you have yet... To understand, this is not a time of deliberation, but a time of a verdict. Mm. You've had time to deliberate. You've had time. God is looking for individuals who are ready to render a verdict. He gave you free will. You are the judge. He said, he said you, you focus on judging men. He said, don't judge men. 
You should be judging yourselves. He says, work your own soul salvation out in fear and trembling. You should have a definite understanding of where you stand and who you stand for and why you stand for it. And you don't because you deliberate more than you walk in the intention of belief in the testimony of God. People love the uh, little quote, stand for nothing and fall for anything. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, you love that quote, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. true. They asked one of the, the, the jurors from the OJ trial. It was an old lady. And they asked her, like, what did y'all come up with this, this verdict? What's, what was going on? Yeah. And she said, I, I don't believe that that girl didn't have something to do with this mess. Mm -hmm. The person, she's talking about the girl that actually died. Yes. I don't believe, I don't trust her. Mm -hmm. All of this is happening not because they believed him, but that they trusted her less than him. Mm. Jesus. Some of y'all, let's be honest, let's be honest. You already know you can't trust the people in your life far as you could throw them. You already know life is full of lies. You already know life is full of deceit. But you would rather believe a lie than rather believe the truth. You already know it ain't true. <laughs> but you just believe it more than God. Yes, it's that real. You've made him a liar. You've made him a liar. That's why the churches are empty. That's why the seats are empty. That's why people fighting. That's why people depressed. That's why they say it. That's why no matter what you say to them, Antoinette, as you testify, we ain't even going to get into that, right. but as you testify of one who testified to you, mm -hmm. as you testify of his power, it, see, we're light. He's saying you're light because you have the light in, in you. 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 We can testify of Christ because we have the testimony of Christ in us. In us. That's right. As you talk to these people and you testify of Christ, you speak his word to them. They not going to believe you. Not because you're not right, but because it's impossible for them to believe right. that you are. It's, it's it's just crazy situation where you, a lot of times you'll even see people preaching and people talking to people and you almost wonder who's on trial here. <laughs> yeah. Because we plead God's case so much. And his case is it's it's tight. His taste his case is undeniable. It's open and shut. Mm -hmm. His case is locked in. So why are we pleading his case? We need to be trying to figure out why they believe a lie. Mm -hmm. You see, they say the burden of proof is on a prosecution. Mm -hmm. Why is the burden of proof on a prosecution? Because everybody's innocent until proven guilty. guilty. See, the burden of proof is not on us. It's not on us. Mm -mm. It's not. The burden of proof is on Satan. He's the what? He's the accuser. Yep. The Bible calls Satan the accuser. You can look in Revelations. It's his, he, the burden's on Satan to prove God wrong because God is innocent mm. until proven guilty. Sorry. God is true until you can prove. That's why he said prove me. He like prove it. Yeah. We don't start this thing out with God God not true, God yeah. wrong. We start this, this is backwards. Mm -hmm. We go up to the, the pulpit to preach. Already 
preaching like God is wrong mm-hmm. and they right. We'd be like, you know, with all the money you have, with all the... You're trying to tear down all the... yeah. I ain't got to, I'm not tearing down something that's going to tear you down in a minute. Mm. I'm yeah. not going to tear down the time of your life that you're having when I know that you only got a time in this life. Yeah. Or even how people quick to blame Satan on their lives and, you know, Satan, not today Satan, and people love to say that. It's like, he don't really have no power. Like you said, he's just proving your... Whether you really believe or not, he's the accuser. So he is proving, <laughs> he is accusing, he is prosecuting God, and he is using you as an expert witness mm. to support his <laughs> to support his agenda mm-hmm. to prove God as wrong, yep. as a lie. Yep. Who are you going to support? That's why he said he said y'all believe this and you make God a liar. You speak, you perjure. Mm. Yourself, you lie against God. You call him a liar. He he said, "I already know how this is going to end." He said, "When it's all said and done, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Everyone will know." Confess. Yeah, yeah. Everyone will know that I am truly who I say I am. Mm. But you gonna be a lie. Mm. The burden of proof ain't on the church. I wish the church understood that. Yeah, we would be able to focus on the right things if we I wish the that. people listening would understand that. I wish we would understand that. So even when we talk to people, I'm not pleading God's case. That's right. Please, please come to Jesus. No, please don't live a lie. Yeah. Please understand what the truth is. Yes. Prove he's real. I don't have to prove he's real. He's real. <laughs> Just know that what you're believing is a lie. <laughs> he's real. I don't have to prove he's real. Yeah. He, 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 I don't have to. Look, he said, John 3, 12 said, if I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? You won't. See, he said, you easily, you'll listen to earthly things because you have supporting evidence. And you... <laughs> He said, but if you don't even believe things that you can support with visual evidence. What make you think I can tell you about things you can't see? It's just not going to work. It's not going to work. You're not going to believe it. He's telling you. He's already telling you. He's saying spiritual things are harder to believe, but you better believe. Mm -hmm. Spiritual things are harder to believe, but they're real. Here's the thing. They are realer than the earthly things. He said, that which is seen is temporary. That which is unseen is eternal. People going to jail off of things that won't even exist in time. You are believing that God is not real over things that that he will outlast. Mm. You don't believe God can do it because of the eviction notice you got. And when it's all said and done, the eviction notice will fade away and God will still stand. You think about it. You are choosing life instead of God, and life will disappear and God will remain. Mm-hmm. John, th- where, where am I? John 3 and 11 says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and ye receive not our witness. 
He said, we talking things we know. That's why I trust the word, Antoinette. I trust the word because the word know more about life than I do. This ain't my second time at the rodeo. This is my first time. <laughs> I ain't never been here before. Every step I take is a new day, not somewhere I've been before. This ain't deja vu. You know, people be like, you know, I, I, I seen this before. You may have seen it before. You ain't live it before because you ain't live twice. <laughs> you only live once. Every step you take in your life is a new experience. It is. But guess who's not new to it? God. God. It says he knows your beginning and And your your ending. He knows the span of your life. He knows everything about you down to the hair. Don't don't that sound like somebody who's an expert witness? Mm. Don't that sound like somebody that we need to listen to? Don't that sound like somebody that we need to depend on, count on, operate by, live by, love by, learn by? It does. It does. But that's not what we're doing. Mm-mm. You are you you see people moving in this world like they got it figured out. But so you believe them. But you believe them. You believe them when they've just shown that they know how to act. Yeah. I mean, the people that people idolize always baffle me. It's like you just going based on because they like you said they look like they got they figured it they got it figured out. And Some people figure don't. things out quicker than others, but one thing about it, we all are in a learning process. No one is an expert at life. The expert of life is the one who created life, and you should be seeking and learning and following what he says because as it says in John 3.11, we speak that we do know. Yep. What is he saying? I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> when he tells you that lust Conceived is sin, and sin matured is death. When he says, do not be deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. When he says the wages of sin is death. Come on now. When he. (laughs) It's the reality of it. It When are we going to operate from his word? When people saying things like, why should I go to church? When people saying things like, why can't I drink? Why can't I smoke? Why can't I do this? Oh, uh, Jesus is a white man. Jesus <laughs> is a black man. God well, is not. white man's religion. It's a white man's religion. It enslaved us and held us in bondage. When people are saying these things, people are so quick to receive them. Why? Because it already supports their case. Yep. <laughs> simple as that. It already supports what you want. Yes. We'd be mad. We'd be like, yo, they listening to people who lie. They listening to this. Man, anybody who wants the truth will chase the truth. Right. The blind can only lead the blind. These people listen to it because it supports their case. Or even when people try to justify the things they do. They love to search through the scriptures for things that justify the things they want to do. Yeah, but but if we are being honest, to them, the word is already guilty. Yeah. They're not looking for something to prove its innocence either. They, They feel it's guilty in their mind, and they don't want to prove nothing. But it's guilt. Nope. 
It's wrong. The word is wrong. I'll show you right here. Articulate about why church people are fake, why churches just want money. People love to talk about that stuff because it justifies, like you said, their case. But what are they doing? They are supporting the case of the greatest accuser Mm. who who is trying to prove something he can never prove. Ever. Because God is real. What do you think he was doing when he was talking to God about Job? He was accusing Job <laughs> and st- saying things to God to support reasons why he said, hey, man, you should destroy his whole family. He's going to give up on you at that point. Mm-hmm. Watch. Watch. <laughs> you should make him sick. He's going to give up. He, you think God didn't know that him saying that is to bear record to God's truth? Mm-hmm. He's saying that God is a liar. He's saying that God can't change a man. God can't make a man stand in faith. God can't do the. God can't do this to Job. I don't believe it. I'm going to prove it. The accuser is accusing, and we support his agenda when we don't believe what God says, when we don't operate by what God says. I don't know if this is making sense to people. It's making sense to me. Romans 1, 25, he says, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie Mm. and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. We are in that position where people don't want to know the truth. We got we to start telling people that too, Internet. Like when we talking to people. Yeah, sometimes you just got to be real. Like You don't want the truth. Mm-mm. You've long since exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Yep. And you got to come to the end of that lie to see God. You're just going to have to. Yeah. Because as long as in the court of your opinion... Not public opinion, but the court of your opinion. All happening in your little brain. In your mind. (laughs) As long as in the court of your opinion, God is guilty until proven innocent. He's a liar. To you. But once you decide God is innocent, and I dare anybody to prove him guilty. That's the way I start my day. That's right. God's word is true. Anybody can try to prove otherwise. Go ahead. Give it your best shot. <laughs> but until you prove otherwise, you God's word is true. Yes. yes. Everything that approaches me throughout that day, your words, your your gossip, your this is why church people, bad news, all of that stuff. This is why You're church, just confirming God. <laughs> this is why church people are afraid to talk to non-believers. This is why they're afraid to talk to their family members, to their, their, you know, this is why they're afraid of college-educated people and intellectuals. Millennials. This is why they're afraid of atheists. (laughs) And then they say, well, I'm not afraid of them. I can can prove, I don't have to be a Christian apologetic. Mm. I I don't have to be one who is so learned that he can refute this point and that. I don't have to go and dig up Jesus' jawbone. In my mind, in my mind, it's about faith. And right. faith has cannot be proven or supported by something seen. Nope. I'm not afraid to talk to these people. You can talk to me all day. You're going to have to have more than what you got 
to prove God guilty. In my mind, he's innocent until proven guilty. The burden of proof is on y'all. You, you, you literally have Christians will sit on talk shows with atheists and they put the burden of proof on the Christian. Prove your God is real. Mm. No, prove he not. Let's go. <laughs> prove he's not. Say something that can change my mind about a God that I believe in. Do that. <laughs> the people we talking to on the phone and texting, they saying everything like you in your, your conversation is telling me that you already have proven God to already. be wrong. Yep. Romans 1 and 21, he said, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful. And they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. And it's like, that's that's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. Yep. You don't want to receive God. You don't want to take him as what he is. Let's be honest. I'm not sitting here talking you off a ledge. <laughs> Jump. You believe the burden of proof ain't on God. I got nothing to live for. The burden of proof is not on God. The burden is on you. Do you got something to die for? Yeah. That's what I want to know. If you don't got nothing to live for, what do you have to jump for? Yeah. Give me a reason to jump. <laughs> give me, give me one. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's just so hard being a Christian. You know, he he he, he, he this and she that and you know the money is tight. You broke is broke. For God, with or without God. With or without God, <laughs> broke is broke. Which Christians understood that as well. With or without God, no man is no man. Oh, you'd be like, oh, I'ma just get any type of man now. Then. I don't care. I'm Go not ahead. even gonna have standards. Go ahead. Who are you hurting? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, what these people lash out at God like he has to prove himself to you. No, you have to prove yourself to him. We're crybabies. That's all we are. Grown people throwing temper tantrums in our own little minds. That's all we do. It never ends. I ain't going to church on Sunday. Because, uh. <laughs> I, uh, I had enough. What did you have enough of? I, that's, that's a good question. What did you have enough of? <laughs> I want to know. Because right. if we being honest, let me tell you what you had enough of. You had enough of you. <laughs> Too much. You had enough, but you don't think that. you like, I had enough of people. You had enough of you. You know what you full of? You ain't full of people. No. You full of your emotions. Yes. You full of your feelings. You full of your Thoughts, you full of your desires, you full of your expectations, you full of your lies, you full of your deceit, you full of your shenanigans, your delusions, you full of your idiosyncrasies and your neuroses, you feel full of so much stuff, and none of that stuff is anybody but you. you. Yep. When are you just gonna realize that God is innocent till proven guilty? He is. John 3, 31 through 34. He said, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. Mm. 
Don't tell me that you're a Christian if you don't receive the testimony of God. Because you can't argue with the atheists that God is real if you don't even accept the testimony of his son. That's right. You want to prove to an atheist God is real? Obey God's word. Believe in him <laughs> throughout your entire life. I believe in God. You I, you know, I just was listening to an interview. And, and Jay-Z was talking about how he's like, you know, I'm religious. I believe that there's a God. Saying we believe in God is not the the evidence of our belief. The evidence of our belief is that we render verdicts reflective yes. of the word of God. Yes, just like the scripture you just read. They they believe who worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. Yeah. Okay, you believe that God is something. Half but you the don't gods believe? that people believe are the gods they've created. Mm. The God that they think that is the Christian God really is a symbol a created symbol of the God we supposedly are serving. Yeah. No more than churches are are symbols of religion now. Yeah. Or even people, like this whole black excellence, you know, the Obamas, their whole family, like that's your that's your ideal life. That's become your God. You you want that, you do anything to have that and we have to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. Saying we believe in God, saying we're religious, saying we believe in a higher power doesn't matter if that power doesn't take you higher. Mm. I wouldn't believe you either. (laughs) You believe in a higher power and you lower than me. This higher power has yet to power you to on high. I don't understand. I don't understand what we're doing. Don't tell me you believe him and then you render a verdict saying he's guilty. Yep. That'd be like every morning you wake up. That'd be like any of those jurors who render a not guilty verdict to OJ Simpson. Any of those jurors coming out and saying, My heart goes out to the Goldman family. No, it don't. No, it don't. Not really. Because you don't really understand that your decision didn't support that statement. Because you already did it. You already didn't have the You know what I'm saying? Because you let the person that they believe, we're not talking about whether he was truly guilty or not. I'm saying we are always talking about testimony. You You didn't take their testimony as truth. So don't tell me you care about them. Don't tell me you care about God and you don't take his testimony as truth. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me you love God and you don't take his testimony as true. You love God, but you worrying. You love God, but you doubting. How you love God, everything about God, but his word. And his word is the only thing you have of him. That would be like a dude that never met you before. Y'all just talking online. And he said, I love the way you, I love the way your eyes. You're like, bro, you haven't even seen, you never seen my eyes. Don't tell me you love all this stuff about God. You need to love what you know about him. That's right. And all we have of God is what? His word. And that love is obedience. And that's why he said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. 
Think about this, guys. The court of public opinion is not what, what the concern is. The court of your opinion. There's a courtroom going on in your mind. That's why he says in John 4, 24, he said, God is a spirit. And they that worship him, worship him in spirit, spirit. and in truth. Why? Because we can't engage with a physical God. We can't. All we have of him is his spirit. And his spirit must be interacted with our spirit. And our spirit interacts with God's spirit through our faith, our belief, our trust, and our obedience. Come on, guys. It's, you, know, you know what this is like? This is like if you were married to somebody and all of a sudden they were paralyzed or whatever it would take for you, you not to have sex with them. And you say, I love you. And how would you show that? Since all you've ever known to show love has been through physical, I love her, we're intimate. We're not intimate like that no more. How are you intimate with this person now? Right. Now that they can't be intimate with you in that way. Mm -hmm. How do you love God when you can't sleep with God? How do you love God when you can't buy him flowers? How do you love God when he can't hold that 10% that you just gave to the church? How do you love God when he can't feel your embrace? How do you love God when he can't, he, he can't experience your worship? Do you know what I'm saying? Like we say we sing unto God, but he don't really interact in that way. Do you know what I'm saying? There's no scriptures where it says, like, you know, the chord change and the song that y'all, the third song <laughs> y'all sung on Praise and Worship was my favorite one. That right. was my favorite song. No. The way that we interact with God, the way we please him is that we believe him. Mm -hmm. That we believe him. Nothing hurts our feelings more than when we talking to people and they don't trust us. <laughs> it's the worst feeling ever. But they still, they'll do everything with you, mm -hmm. but don't trust you. Yep. How I you know gonna, tons of people like that. How you going like to sleep that. with somebody, you sleeping with them, but then when they go to the bathroom, you're looking through their phone. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the reality of it. You're doing everything with people but trusting them. <laughs> and God's saying, you can't do none of that stuff with me. You need to trust me. He says spirit and in truth. That's, that's, all, that's all you got. And it, just look at this for a second. Why do we look through people's phones? Why, when this person go to the bathroom, do you grab their phone and look? What are you looking for? Proof of something you are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I beat you too. Yeah. No, no, you didn't beat me to it. That's it. Yeah. I asked you a question. You answered it. Yeah. Proof to substantiate what? Presumed guilt. You ain't look at, You didn't go rush for that phone because you could presume this person innocent. Right. Like, oh, let me go see how innocent he is. Let me refresh yeah, yeah. him. <laughs> no. Let me go see how no, he's not talking to any girls. Right. That's going to be so awesome. Right. No, you're looking because you already have presumed him to be guilty. Yep. The same way we look through that those phones is the way we look through the word. Jesus. Yep. 
And when we talk about look through the word, uh, that includes going to church. And so that's engaging with the word. That includes listening to other people talk about the word. It's like that. It's, reading the Bible. Yep. I can't really get with reading the Bible. You want to know why? Because you're looking through it to presume Proof. guilt. Yep. You're not looking at th- looking into it to substantiate innocence. Nope. You're not looking to, in, into the word. So you're like, oh. Everything God says is true. I want to know all that he says since it's so true. Mm. I want to know more about his truth so Mm. it can be even more true to me. That's not what you're doing. It's not. But I remember when that transformation happened within me. Like, that's why you have people who are, you know, doing podcasts and the type of stuff we're doing because you realize that this is the truth and you're trying to continue to support the truth of it and show people that it's true. Everything that I experience in my life, I'm not looking at it as a means to disprove God. Even the hard times. That's right. Even the tough times. I'm not looking at it and say, see, I knew God wasn't real. The minute I come to church, all of a sudden all hell broke break loose. I'm not looking at it that way. Everything right. in my life, good or bad, supports, supports the yeah. fact that he is God. That's right. Well, if he's so perfect, how come you struggle with this, that, and that? Because he, even when I'm unfaithful, he's faithful. That's right. Even when I'm weak, he's strong. So no matter what I'm facing, whether it's internal weakness or things in this world that are trying to weaken me. That's right. I know that there's a strength. I have to rely and believe and hope. And live according to the reality of there's a strength waiting for me. That's right. If we're not there in the court of our mind's opinion. Come on, guys. Y'all holding court. You've been holding court for a long time. God's trying to figure out why you haven't rendered a verdict. He knows you're deliberating way too long. He knows the longer you deliberate, it only shows him that you're a hung jury. And there's a mistrial. Should have just had the law and order music play. We can add it to the beginning. Yeah, yeah, we we may add. But but episode 29, talking about the testimony of God. What does he testify about you? What do you testify about him? Those are the questions I want you to ask yourself. Another podcast in the book. Thank you, Antoinette. You gonna say thank you to me? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Jesus, what is going on? All right, see you guys later. We're Episode out. 29, we're out. <laughs>